Blog Talk Radio. everybody, it's your girl Cy Brown and welcome to today's lesson. I'm so glad that you're joining me today. It is Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Every day is a new day, we get new mercies and it's just great to have another opportunity to get it right and do it all over again. My name is Saida Brown and I run Cy Brown Strategies which is a consultancy based in the New York City area. Uh, I've been a speaker and lecture management agent for many, many years. And so through the process of my career development, I really learned uh, a lot about celebritizing your brand and how to grow brands. And so after speaking with a lot of people, I just said, you know what, let me do a lesson on it. Today's lesson is Streets Are Watching, How to Celebritize Your Brand. And it is going to be a good one and power-packed with information how to take your personal brand or your company to the next level. I welcome all of you to follow me on Twitter. You can log on to www.twitter.com forward slash Cy Brown. You can also find me on Facebook, Cy Brown Today, and my website is saidabrown.com. So please uh, just follow me. And I'm on Google+. Plus. Can you believe it? I'm, I've been on Google+, Plus for a while, but I actually just... Um, I'm at a point where I'm going to really start using Google+. So I welcome all of you to follow me, and I will follow back so we can connect on a more personal and intimate level. And so I just want to, I, I want to make sure that all of us are growing and learning and bettering ourselves every day. So thank you so much for listening. Again, today's lesson is entitled Streets Are Watching, How to Celebritize Your Brand. And it's really about taking who you are and what you do and monetizing it. We like that word monetizing, right? <laughs> we want to be able to monetize who we are and what we do. And for the record, many of you know I am not a fan of Kim Kardashian, but she is a master at being able to monetize who she is simply because of who she is. I read not so long ago on a blog that she charged, and this is allegedly, I don't know if it's true or not, but I just heard or read that she was charging this company $60,000 just to use their line of lip gloss on her show. I don't know about you, but uh, $60,000 is a year's salary for some people, two years' salary, three years' salary, four years' salary for my son who's in school. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of money to be made if your brand is crafted well. So today, grab a pen grab a piece of paper, um, I'm going to offer 10 really good tips on how to grow your brand, position your brand, and if you already have a brand, if you need to rebrand it. I've, I've rebranded two companies, and it's, it's not very easy. You, you may lose some of your audience, but there is a way to do it where, where there's a, a lot less damage than you may think. Before we get started, I think it's really important to understand 
what the whole concept of branding is and what it's about. And at the very core of branding, it is your promise to your customers. That's it. Your promise to your customers. So that way when they see your name, your logo, they smell, they taste, they feel, whatever you are marketing, it is your promise to them that you will fulfill what they expect of you. That is the core of what your brand really is. In short, it's a promise. And so the bigger your promise, the more money you can make. As entrepreneurs, we all need to understand that we are the marketers of the solution that we offer. We are all the marketers of the solution that we offer. So very quickly, draw a circle on a piece of paper about the size of your fist. And if, you, you know, if you're listening to this through iTunes or through Saida Brown On Demand, you can hit pause. Make a circle on a piece of paper about the size of your fist. And then from that circle, draw five lines extending from that circle so it almost looks like you told your five-year-old niece to draw a sun. Now, inside that circle is where you are to write the solution that you offer to your clients. And then on each of those five lines that extend from that circle, those are the vehicles that you are going to use to market the solution that you offer. Because at the very core, our brand represents the solution that we are marketing to our clients and customers. So let's use the Kim Kardashian, for example, uh, much to my chagrin, but think about it. She, her brand promises that if she uses their lipstick, their business is going to grow. And it's worth their investment of $60,000 because if they pay that $60,000 and she swipes her lips a couple of times, her brand promise to her client and customer is that their business is going to grow. So inside your circle, you are going to write the solution that you offer to your clients which in essence is your promise. Now, as we continue this lesson, we're going to draw, uh, we're going to put words on those five extensions, but right now you should be looking at a piece of paper with a circle with five lines extending from that circle, and inside is the promise you're making to your clients and customers. It is the foundational piece in your marketing communication, and you need to have it. Before you even start any business, you need to know what your promise is to your customers. Number two, know your audience. It's critically important to know who your audience is. What do they want? How do they want to feel? What is the connection to them? Because as you better understand your audience and your direct connection to them, it helps you build a stronger brand. And to me, the only way you can do that is by asking. I just sent out a tweet and an email and on Google Plus this morning, what do you want to see on this show? What, do you, what topics do you want to hear discussed on this show? That is critically important to me because I can do business lessons all day, every day. Those of you that know, I, li- I have lived and breathed business since I was a little kid. I mean, literally like seven years old, where I was cutting out uh, pieces of cardboard, making shoes and stapling them and taping them and selling them to my grandparents. Business runs in my blood. However, if 
my audience of the Side Brown Morning Show wants to hear entertainment reports, then either I have to create a different brand or I have to tweak what I do or else I would be out of business. You have to know your audience. It's critically, critically important. Number three is be original. You have to be original. It is very, very important, trust me when I tell you this, that you do not poach from anybody else. If you start snatching from other people's ideas and thoughts, you will be in big trouble. Number three and number four pretty much are one and the same. Number four is make sure you clear all trademarks and copyrights. I got into a huge legal situation earlier this year. I created this amazing um, group on Facebook called CEOs Rock. And the whole concept of CEOs Rock was to strengthen 2011 women entrepreneurs by December 31st, 2011. Great concept. In 21 days, our group had over 1,300 members. I mean, we were growing by two, 300 people a day, two, 300 women a day. And it blew my mind. So one day I logged in to, you know, update the group. I actually had to form a, a quick board, and we had to have meetings at my house. How do we manage this growth? And one day I logged into the group, and a little window popped up that Facebook locked me out of the group. And I'm like, huh? That's odd. What, like, what the what? Well, a woman who had copywritten the term CEO filed an intellectual property claim against me to Facebook. Now, that in of itself pissed me off because I said to her, you know, I, they, they tell you who's making this claim. I went to her and I said, if you had a problem with the name of the group, why didn't you tell me? Why would you go straight to Facebook? Like, what the – now, here's the thing. She had a copyright. I own the trademark. You can't copyright the term CEO. You can copyright your original work, a book, a play, a movie, but terms like CEO, colors, scents, those have to be trademarked. And I own the trademark. So now I got into this big brouhaha. I refused to apologize because I did nothing wrong. So Facebook shut my group down as well as the fan page. So, I mean, it, it, be original and make sure you have your I's dotted and your T's crossed. Just to, to, to let you know what the resolution of the situation was with this woman, when I finally did get her on the phone, you know, I had to go through assistant after assistant after assistant, she finally shared with me that she saw the momentum growing in our group, and as long as I stayed in New York, I was fine. But we were starting to plan events in South Carolina and Atlanta because that's where a lot of our group members live. She told me once I started going down into the South, she felt it would be inappropriate and it would confuse the market, so she didn't feel so she just reported me to Facebook. Now, I totally feel that was a major loser move, but, you know, in of itself, number three and number four, be original. Make sure you clear all your trademarks and copies and you're building your brand because if not, it will come back to bite you in the end. Number five on how to celebritize your brand, ensure that the coast is clear on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere you are. <laughs> You want to make sure that you, your brand message transcends all social media forms, and particularly online. Uh, for those of you who watch TD Jakes, I absolutely um, love TD Jakes. I watch them early Sunday mornings, and I get my fill of TD Jakes. Um, but at the end of the broadcast, this is what he says. 
wherever, no, it says, everywhere you are, we are too to share the gospel. That's what he says. Everywhere you are, we are too to share the gospel. Meaning he's on Facebook, he's on Twitter, he's on YouTube, he's on LinkedIn, he's on Google. I mean, he's all over. And when you think about it, if you're building your brand, you have to take your brand to where the people are. But you want to make sure, especially if you're if you as if you're if you're growing your brand, that no matter where people click or where they search, your picture on the internet is going to look the same. That they can use that same quote unquote handle across all social media platforms. If it's not available, Facebook.com forward slash whatever your brand is going to be, and it's not available on Twitter, I strongly recommend go back to the drawing board. Go back to the drawing board and make sure that you are creative enough and unique enough that you can secure your brand message across all forms of social media. Number six on how to celebritize your brand is packaging. Packaging is critically, critically important. Your logo, your website, your blog, your colors, the colors, the smell, uh, the taste, the feel, you know, all of these things play a role in what your brand represents to the world. Packaging is everything. You know, I've, I've written, um, I'm up to seven books now, and I help a lot of authors with their book, get their book out of their head and into the hands of willing readers. And I tell them all the time, your cover is probably, in my opinion, more important than what's in the book. When you go to Amazon.com, people look, consumers are trained to be sensationalized and wowed by what they see. So before they even get to the content of your book, if your cover is not sexy and selling, and sexy is relative. I'm not talking about splashing naked girls, but I'm just talking about where it tantalizes your eyes and is visually appealing, you're never going to sell a book. I don't care how good the book is. I actually have in my brand strategy for my company the name of the font, the, the, the color of the font, the HTML code of the color of the font, because I need to make sure if something should ever happen, it can be replicated and there's a backup. It is very, if you have a perfume or if you're creating, you know, bath and body products, you need to protect your scents, your smells, your formulas. All of these things is how your company makes money. And the better you're able to fulfill your promise to your customers and clients and consumers, the more valuable your brand is. If your brand is you, like you as a person, like it is with me, running Brown Strategies, being a speaker, being a consultant, running the Brown Morning Show, your personal wardrobe is so important. It is so incredibly important. I have a dear friend, Erica Jones. God bless her. She's so sweet. She said, Saida, you just turned 40. You cannot wear skinny leg jeans and sneakers all day. You just can't do it. And, I'm, and I went kicking and screaming, and she actually dragged me to Short Hills Mall in New Jersey, which is a very nice mall. I sat in this room in Macy's and had their consultant bring me dress after dress after dress after dress after dress after dress because I had, to, I had to look better. I had to look the part. How can I charge people $185 an hour and I have on jeans and, 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 and sneakers? Now, you know, those of you who are in New York, you know that's how, just simply how we get down, you know, running in and out of taxis and on the subway and on the trains and, you know, car service and stuff. 
but you know what? I can't tell people to change your book cover if my book cover is raggedy or not up to where it should be. Your personal wardrobe is so important if your brand is you. Your email address even. My email address is sb at cybrown.com. I have a Gmail account, but I'm not advertising Gmail. Why am I going to give Google free advertising every time I give out my email address? Get a personalized email address. It's so inexpensive. You can register a domain name, even if you don't have a website built around it, for as little as $7.49 on GoDaddy. And they have a free email service. Get it. Secure your own brand on the Internet. We're going to get to that in a second, but it's very, very important. I know you still have your piece of paper with your circle in the middle and your five lines. I'll get to that in a moment. The number seven tip, my seventh tip on, on celebritizing your brand is get in the media. It is so incredibly important to get yourself in the media. As an agent, I managed and marketed, I managed and marketed speakers for years. And when I would receive a phone call, Saida, you know, I haven't been speaking, I haven't been working, the first thing I would always say is, when's the last time you were in the media? When's the last time you were in the press? When is the last time someone did a story on you? You have to get yourself in the media. If you log on to my website, impactagencyny.com or Impact Speakers Bureau because they both point to the same site, you'll see along the right-hand side all of my media hits. Boom, boom, boom. Third-party endorsements are the best way to build your brand. When people are questioning if they should do business with me or not, and you go to my website and you see where I've been in People Magazine or I've been in Huffington Post, or Family Circle where they've done an entire feature story on me, you're like, wait a minute, she's vetted. She knows her stuff. Get yourself in the media and put links on all of your social media sites. I guarantee you it ups the ante. Double your price. The minute you start getting in the media and you get yourself on TV, raise your rate. That's how you build brand value. Number eight in celebritizing your brand, partner, 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 partner. Partnering is so incredibly important. Third-party endorsements build your value. It gives people no question if you know your stuff, just like if you use LinkedIn and people give you a recommendation. If you are, say, for example, hmm, I don't know, a hairstylist, and you have a friend who's a nail technician, it is prudent for the two of you to partner because it's complementary and non-competitive. You need to be able to have people talking about you and your business just as you talk about people in your business. It is very, very important to share resources so that way you can grow your brand and ultimately increase your bottom line. Number nine, many people have asked me about rebranding. When I first started my Speakers Bureau, it was called Platinum Speakers Bureau. And in 2008, when the, the bottom just fell out, it was very painful, but I had to close my office. And it took me a month to clean out my office. It was the most harrowing experience. I shut the office down in September, and it literally took until December, for, um, in, until January, for me to get out of bed because I was just so devastated. I had been building this company, and my husband finally said, all right, you've been in the bed for three months. You've got to get out of the bed. And so I said, well, I still have the same skill set. So at this point, the country was going through this whirlwind. The bottom was just falling out. Every day we're hearing horrible news about the economy. And I said, you know what, I can't go back to running Platinum Speakers Bureau. Everybody is looking to make an impact. 
And so that's how I changed the name from Platinum Speakers Bureau to Impact Speakers Bureau because it was my desire to create programs and have my speakers really make a profound and lasting impact in the lives of other people. And that's really how Impact Speakers Bureau was born and rebranded from Platinum Speakers Bureau. I had to do a new logo. I had to do a new business cards. I had to do all of these things and let people know, hey, hello, I'm back in business. And it wasn't easy. Platinum Speakers Bureau marketed speakers for ten grand and over. In this economy, it's not happening unless you're Bill Clinton. Trust and believe. Most speakers now average $1,500, under $5,000 per keynote. So it really fits. A $1,500 keynote doesn't match with Platinum. So renaming and rebranding the company under Impact was a perfect solution to continue to grow the company and be able to maintain and sustain my brand value. And it has worked, and I'm extremely happy. It's really important. My tenth, my, my tenth tip, and then we're going to go back to the circle that you created on your paper, is to create the culture and foster the community. When building your brand, we have to look at Apple and Zappos. Those two companies have perfected creating the community and fostering this this corporate culture. Please read the book. I think it's called Delivering Happiness, and it's by Tony Shea, who is the CEO of Zappos. It talks about how he created the culture at Zappos of happiness. It's an amazing book, a great business book to read. If you can't afford it, get it from your library. And Apple, think about all of the Apple zealots. <laughs> there are people that swear by Apple. I've seen Apple logos tattooed on people because Steve Jobs, God bless his soul, created a community around this whole Apple experience. It's not just a computer or a a mechanism to do things. It's a community. There's people. You can touch it. You can feel it. When creating your brand, I strongly encourage you to, to look at Apple, watch videos on YouTube about how Steve Jobs created this cult-like following, and then the book Delivering Happiness. I'm almost positive that's the title. Um, but you can just look up Tony Shea or, or Zappos on Amazon and get it from your library. offers a wealth of information on how to create the culture and foster community for your brand. Now, I want to go back to the circle that you created on the piece of paper at the top of this lesson. At the very top of this lesson, you created a circle, and inside you wrote down the solution that you offer or your promise to your clients and customers. On those five lines extending from that circle, I need you to write down what your promise is. How do you plan on fulfilling that promise to your clients? That's something that you can do behind the scenes, but what you ultimately end up writing on those lines are the mechanisms that you now have out of your head, on paper, on how to fulfill the promise to your customers. Let me give you an example. So for me, inside my circle it says, because everyone wants a better life, that's my promise to to all of my clients and my customers. And it's, and it's, it's, um, it's shown or I, I reveal that through my Saida Brown On Demand series. So now on my circle, on the first line, I wrote lessons. The next line, I wrote blogging. The next line, I wrote my website. The next line, I wrote speaking engagements. And then the last line, I wrote books. 
So now when I look inside my circle, and it says, because everyone wants a better life, on those lines extending from my circle, I have a clear-cut picture, because most people are visual, of how I intend on fulfilling the promise to my clients, customers, and consumers. You feel what I'm saying here? Inside your circle, you drew a circle, and inside that circle, you wrote the promise that you intend on filling to your customers. Because remember, you're a marketer of the solution that you offer. Then on those lines extending from your circle, you have to write the vehicles in which you intend to use to fulfill the promise that's in your circle. You now have a visual of what you need to do every day to make sure your customers are happy, how you intend on acquiring new clients, and what people think of you when they think of your brand. You may need to rewind this for a minute because it's a, it's a very simple con- concept to grasp, but I want to make sure you get it because as you celebritize your brand and you want to monetize your message and monetize who you are and better monetize what you do, it's critically important that you understand why people come to you in the first place. There's a reason they come to you. There is a reason that people come to you. And if you don't understand what that reason is, you're dead in the water. And then once you understand why they come to you, You need to appeal to their senses, and that's what those lines represent around your circle. Your way of appealing to all of their senses so you can monetize and make more money doing what you do and doing what you love every day. I trust with all of my heart and all of the strength that God gives me every single day that this message has been a blessing to you. If it has been a blessing to you, please share it with other people. It is my goal and my desire that as we continue to walk through life and and walk down the dirt road of this journey, that the roads get smoother, the trees get brighter, the sun gets sunnier. I want everybody truly from the purest place in my heart to live a better life. Better is so subjective, but we can always improve. It's not about being so aggressive and fulfilling our ego, but it's really about finding the purest place in our hearts and seeing the purity in other people. To me, better just means pure. And it's really my desire with these lessons, these countless lessons. I mean, I've done, I've been doing uh, lessons since 2008, June of 2008, and have well over 300 recorded. So I, I strongly encourage you, if you have found this lesson a blessing, share it with other people. Go to iTunes or visit SaidaBrown.com. You'll see more lessons that you can just download right to your computer. It's, it's always a blessing to come to you. And I ask that you pray for me so I can continue to be strengthened and walk in God's promise and fulfillment so I can better hear from God to be a better messenger to you all. Thank you so much for listening. And always remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Cy Brown, and I'm also on Facebook, Cy Brown Today. And for those of you who are listening live, I will stay on after the close of the show if you have any questions um, and you want to engage in the chat room. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon.